your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a... Got an interesting episode for you today, not quite as painful as yesterday's episode uh, reacting to the worst loss of the season and maybe of all time for the St. Louis Blues. Um, Going to be looking at the the approach moving forward for the Blues, specifically at the defense, uh, talking about the top two pairings uh, and what each pairing has brought to the table this season. Uh, Going to be talking a little bit about Brady Kachuk getting named to the All-Star team, but not for the best circumstances as we had a goalie suspension in the NHL and maybe the first time I can remember. Um, And then third segment, we'll be talking about the new practice lines of the St. Louis Blues, uh, the line of Ivan Barbashev, Ryan O'Reilly, and Pavel Buchnevich specifically, and then previewing tomorrow night's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and once again, the Calgary Flames. But before we get into that, want to thank anyone and everyone out there for making Locked on Blues your first listen. We are free and available on all podcast platforms and YouTube. So, yeah, thanks for doing that. Uh, Tommy, defense has been a problem this season. Uh, there's no secret about that. It, it, the cat is out of the bag, and the Calgary game exposed that to the uh, highest degree. Uh, Blues have been able to kind of skate by with decent performances here and there from their defense, but for the most part, it's been the offense that's carried the load, and then goaltending has really kind of kept the the focus off of defense too much lately. Um, but, you know, it's it's definitely the Achilles heel of this team. We've been talking about it since even before the season started that the defense was going to be a question mark this year, and it certainly has been. And unfortunately, uh, the biggest uh, maybe person to blame when it comes to that is Colton Pareko, who just really isn't living up to the expectations of a number one defenseman and his partner Nico Mikola has had his moments but lately is looking really bad was benched the entire third period in that Calgary game is he playing over his head uh, and then the second pairing of Tori Krug and Justin Falk have actually been pretty dang good for the Blues uh, in terms of their possession numbers and all that so I, I guess <laughs> a lot of information coming your way Tommy but the the I guess to start do you think that Colton Pareko and Nico Mikola, more specifically Nico Mikola, are just in over their heads as the one and two defenders of this team? I I, I don't know if in over their heads is the is the correct phrasing here, but I do think, like you were talking about, that Justin Falk and Tori Krug uh, have been the best defensemen for the St. Louis Blues all season long. Uh, and their stats show that in their performance. Um, against the Calgary Flames was indicative of that as well. So as much as we talked about Mikula and uh, how well he's played this season and how he's kind of stood out as uh, taking steps forward in his development, uh, if we're looking at Corsi, Corsi 4, which just basically says above 50% in this means that uh, the team was controlling the puck more often than not with this player on the ice in this situation. So last year Mikula was at a 39% Corsi 4, which if you remember – uh, during the offseason, we said Scandella was at a 39% too, and that was a massive drop uh, from his season before. So that's not the best number to be at this season. Uh, he's bumped that up to a 41%, but that's still not where you want to be, especially like if you're if the puck is 50-50, it can go either way, and you're running 41%. That means 
more often than not, the team, the other team has the puck when you're on the ice. So it's not a great number to have. And it kind of leads me to the question of, is Nico Mikola a first line, a first pairing defenseman in the NHL? Or is he a first pairing defenseman on the St. Louis Blues? And I think um, that's the question that the Blues are going to have to try to answer throughout the course of the season as they navigate closer and closer to the trade deadline. Uh, if you take Justin Falk and Tory Krug and flip them and put them on the first pairing and move Colton Pareko and Mikula down, is that the answer? I feel like there's a lot of question marks here, um, but a lot of them revolve around the top four defensemen. So it's really going to be interesting to see, like I said, how they navigate that, especially with uh, two ducks on the pond and Jacob Chikrin and Ben Sherratt. Uh, that could potentially be brought in as a benefactor to this team and really put them over the edge for a Stanley Cup run. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough because, like, you know, you say, oh, yeah, just flip the pairings around. Um, but then all of a sudden, rather than going up against teams' second lines, you know, Tory Krug and Justin Falk are now the primary defensive unit and their jobs get a little bit harder. It's sort of the same argument as Jordan Binnington has just faced much tough, much tougher competition than Billy Huso. Um, and like both of them are performing at a similar level in compared to like what's expected of them based off of the difficulty of shots. I think it's the same thing with Pareko and Mikola and Krug and Falk in the sense that I think all four of those guys are really good defensemen and all four of those guys are top four defensemen. Uh, however, you know, the, the drop off of competition is steep enough where maybe uh, Krug and Falk get a little, just a little bit of an extra boost playing against worse competition, and then Mikola and Preko get a little bit of an extra downgrade playing against stronger competition. So it's like, I feel like if you flipped them around, we'd be in the same boat, but it would just be Krug and Falk start underperforming a little bit, and then Mikola and Preko get a little bit better. So like, I don't know if it would be worth it, you know, because you'd lose a little bit from Krug and Falk, but then you'd gain a little bit from Preko and Mikola. So it's like you got to kind of pick and choose. You know, obviously, theoretically, in a perfect world, the Blues would have a number one defenseman. Um, not sure what happened there. Uh, <laughs> Let we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Um, but in a world where, you know, you're kind of trying to do the best you can with four top four guys and maybe no real top two guys, it's, it's worked for teams in the past. You know, you don't have to have an elite, elite top defensive pairing. Uh, but you can't have one that's been as poor as Pareko and Mikula have been lately. They need to kind of just pull their weight and be right around that 50% Corsi mark, you know? Uh, it, you just want to have the puck half the time. It's it's common sense in the game of hockey. Um, so it's it, it's tough because, like, I don't think going out and training for Jacob Chikorin and putting him on your first line is exactly the solution. I think it'll help, and I think it'll help, especially if the Blues are going to continue to sort of not have a elite top defensive guy, the more, you know, the more depth you have at that position, the less stress on those top guys. So I think if that's going to be an approach that happens at the deadline, it's not going to be trading for a number one guy. It's going to be bolstering the defensive depth, but that could be a big help too, for sure. And the most interesting thing about all of this is uh, in terms of their career, Tory Krug's Corsi has consistently just been off the charts. Uh, we're looking at as 60s a couple of times, 59, 58, 62, his highest. Uh, and this season for the St. Louis Blues, he's leading the team among defensemen, as far as I can tell, with a 56.7 Corsi. That being said, 
the guy's 5'7". So as much as you would love to put him on the first line, uh, on the first pairing, uh, and slot him in there, if he's going up against some big-bodied guys like Ovechkin and guys who can, and Jamie Benn, who can enforce their will in the crease, he's going to have a harder time moving those bodies out of the crease, and then we're right. back to square one in, in terms of right. problem that this this defense has dealt with. So I'm with you. I don't know if changing the pairings is the right answer here, but something's got to give with this defense. And I think judging by the lineup uh, for practice, it might be Mikola because they've got Mikola and Wallman both uh, skating with Pareko at practice today. So maybe we'll see some shakeup there come the next game against Calgary Flames. I want to say that it could help Pareko because like, Maybe he's a little bit better off when he's sort of the defensive anchor, anchor and not expected to be the offensive guy. Like, Mikko is more of a defensive-minded defenseman than Pareko is. But then you look back at the cup run when he was playing with Bo Meester, who, <laughs> by all accounts, was not the uh, high-skilled offensive defenseman uh, that, you know, maybe you'd expect out of that mold. So I don't even know if that's the case. But maybe this season, you know, if Colton Pareko is going to be asked to be that number one defensive guy, um, and he has a guy like Jake Wallman on his line compared to Nico Mikola, a guy that can move the puck a little more. Um, not necessarily as you know physically intimidating and defensively apt as Nico Mikola, but brings uh, brings solid play in other areas. Maybe could be a little bit better for Pareko just to you know not have to try to do it all out there. Um, I'd be interested to see that for sure. Uh, it's definitely going to be something that you know, especially with the trade deadline coming up, the Blues are going to have to monitor pretty closely game by game here because it's clear that. If you want to try to make a push for the playoffs, or not for the playoffs, but yeah, maybe for the playoffs if they continue to struggle like they did against Calgary, but a push for the Stanley Cup, um, you're going to need more consistency out of your defense. Like I said, whether that's you know switching up the pairings a little bit or bringing a guy in uh, at the trade deadline, something's got to give. Um, and I'm curious to see what that's going to be. Uh, second segment, we're going to be talking about quickly about Brady Kachuk being named to the All Star team, Aaron Dell getting himself suspended as a goalie. Uh, and sort of talking about uh, Jordan Bennington and uh, if the roles were reversed, uh, how would the, the fan reaction be? Uh, and also going to be talking about the new lines that came out, plus a game preview. Lots to get into here, but first I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it's just so boring. By week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, good news. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of nut sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many amazing flavors to choose. Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So make sure you're checking Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use that promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And we'll be right back. All right, Tommy. So, bit of a bit of a change of pace here from the Blues talk. We don't do this a whole lot. Talk about uh, other events outside the NHL, but uh, we were talking about it a little before the pod, and you made a good point. Uh, I hope you want to bring up. Uh, so, Aaron Dell, uh, goaltender. Don't see this a whole lot. Found himself in a hearing with Department of Player Safety because Drake Batherson, uh, young sensation for the Ottawa Senators, skating by. Aaron Dell throws an elbow. 
connects him in the head, I think. That even isn't hits what him put in the him upper out. body. Yeah, hits him in the upper body. Under him. Gets taken out. Skates go out from under him. Leg slides into the into the boards uh, and finds himself with a high ankle sprain, which is a pain in the butt injury to deal with. Not not only that, he was named to his first ever All Star team this year. Absolute breakout season for him. Um, and he won't be able to play because he was hit with a cheap shot by Aaron Dell. Uh, good news is St. Louis boy Brady Kachuk gets the nod, uh, but that's not what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the fact that the standards on goalies in the NHL is a little weird uh, because I didn't see a whole lot of backlash towards Aaron Dell for what was an extremely dirty play. Um, and as much as it's probably a, a pick me thing to do this and trying to make it make it about us, I, I like to think what would happen if that was Jordan Binnington, a guy that Twitter loves to hate already who hasn't done really anything wrong on the ice you know he's thrown a few fake punches here and there but again he's a goalie so that gets more attention than when other guys throw fake punches because it happens a lot because he's a goalie and because he's you know got his reputation people love to talk about it now all of a sudden a goalie pulls one of the most dangerous plays we've seen in a while gets himself a pretty happy suspension for a first-time offender and nobody's talking about it that's the thing, because I did see some backlash on Twitter about it and people saying, like, it's a dirty move and a BS. Even um, Matt Murray came out and said it's, it's a BS play, and he, he was like, I don't really like going after other teams' goaltenders, but you just can't have that. Um, and I think Dell said he was trying to buy some time for his defenseman and step into his lane. Dude, he had his arm outstretched like he was – uh jb and wwe giving him the <laughs> clothesline Close from line. hell like i dude yeah like what are you doing i don't know it's and it's just i did see some backlash like i said but i see probably four times the backlash when jordan bennington goes around and doesn't even do anything and this dude gets an actual sussy three games um even though he does have a history of this kind of thing so in 2019 he actually took out um mark stone with Did he? an identical hit. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't but, know, I didn't uh, know it was, that. It was when he was with the San Jose Sharks. So uh, I don't know if this dude's got a temper problem or if he's throwing temper tantrums, but uh, everyone always accuses Jordan Bennington of throwing the temper tantrums. And this guy's actually throwing clotheslines from WWE on the ice and uh, mums the word, I guess. But yeah, I do think things would be completely different if Jordan Bennington went out there and did something like this. And I think the suspension would be worse, even though he hasn't done anything right. like this before, really, just because of the public opinion of him and social media's opinion of him. I'm sure they'd be up in arms if he got like one game as opposed to three or whatever it might be, depending on the case. So yeah, I think there's a double standard, but I think... Oh, but you're right. It's definitely a double standard because like, I support the whole, you know, let's not blow up a goalie who's out uh, trying to play the puck because that's de- de- defenseless, you know? But if that's going to apply to goalies, which again, I'm saying it should, you shouldn't be able to, you know, deck a goalie like that. It's dangerous. It'll lead to, you know, severe injuries. It's got to go both ways. You know, you're skating by a goalie. No thought is going through your head of, man, I got to make sure I avoid the hit from this guy. Like, right. It's just, it's not, it's not the way that you perceive the game of hockey. You don't perceive the goalie as a threat to throw to hit which makes it so much worse. You know, it's one thing if it's a blindside hit from a defender because at least you kind of got your head in a swivel knowing there's a player there. You're skating by a goalie. Drake Matherson's probably skated by a goalie 
a million times in his life. You know how many times he's been hit with a clothesline and sprained his ankle once. So it's it's such an anomaly that it's like holy crap. Like how do we how do you how do you do that, Aaron Dell? And again, he's probably had players skate by him a million times. And like you said, Tommy, I guess this isn't his first rodeo with that, but it's such a double standard and it's frustrating. Um, and it's just a bummer for for Batherson being you know out of the out of the all-star game because of it um that being said though we do got to move move on to our third segment where we're going to be looking at the lines for the st louis blues uh, against the calgary flames and picking our locked on players of the game but first if you guys have a pick for locked on player of the game and you want to put your money where your mouth is you got to head over to bet online because bet online wants to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts, and we'll be right back. All right, Tommy. So we spent a lot of time in today talking about the defense and talking about goalies and all that fun stuff. But we do got a little bit of time left here, and I want to spend that talking about the uh, the game tomorrow night between the St. Louis Blues and Calgary Flames. New lines were announced. It's Barbashev, O'Reilly, Buchnevich. Here were the lines of practice. Barbashev, O'Reilly, Buchnevich on the first line. Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, and Tarasenko make their triumphant return to the second line. Back and better than ever. Brandon Saad, Braden Shen, David Perron on the third line, Clem Costin, Tyler Bozak, and Oscar Sundquist on the fourth line. Like we said earlier, Mikola and Wallman um, took turns with Pareko on the first pairing. And then you've got Krug Falk on the second and Scandella Bortuzzo on the third. Uh, and then they had Huso above Bennington. So I'm expecting him to make the start on Thursday. Uh, which makes a lot of sense. You gave him the third period. Bennington, for whatever reason, uh, they put up seven goals on Bennington, mostly because the team didn't show up in front of him. Maybe they're just expecting, hey, they, for whatever reason this season, um, they decide to show up in front of Huso. So maybe change things there. But yeah, Josh, if you had to pick your locked on player of the game, given that lineup and given what we know going into this game, who would you pick and why? I'm undecided. I'm going to kind of, t- I'm going to talk through some of my potential picks and then maybe convince myself as I go. Um, I'm really excited to see that uh, Barbashev, O'Reilly, Buchnevich line, because we know how well the, that line played when Shen was on it instead of Buchnevich. Uh, and I, I honestly think Buchnevich fits it a little bit better potentially. Um, so I think that that line could do a lot of damage. And then the second line of Tarasenko, is Tarasenko, Thomas, Kairou correct yeah i think that line is going to be really fun as well that's just all offensive skill um yeah you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a guy that we've talked about a lot but i don't think i've picked as locked on player of the game yet i'm gonna go with vladimir tarasenko um hottest name of the offseason for sure for the st louis blues and then quietly comes in and does his thing for the first half of the season and has you know a bit of a resurgence here and i think we haven't maybe been talking about it quite as much as we should have going from public enemy number one um, on this podcast and in, you know, Twitter threads and everybody was talking about 
you know, how much they couldn't wait to get Tarasenko off the team. And I don't, I don't want to say I was excited to get him off the team, but I just wanted the whole saga to end. It broke my heart to see my favorite player, you know, being thrown around in trade rumors every single day. So I was like, I was like, damn, man, like if he's going to get traded, just rip the bandaid off. Um, and I was almost a little, I don't say disappointed is the right word to see him in the lineup at the start of the season, but I was like, oh, great. You know, it's going to follow us into the regular season. He's, he might, he might not be fully motivated and it's just going to be every single day. Of, Where's Tarasenko going? You know? Um, and sure enough, <laughs> he comes in true professional, uh, and proves me wrong. Uh, he's been playing great hockey this season. Definitely his strongest season since like he's, his injury trouble started. Um, and has you know quietly been one of the most consistent players for the Blues as of late. I don't know if his point streak continued, but I know he had a ten game point streak heading into the Calgary game. I would assume it ended. What's annoying is by the league standards, because he missed a COVID protocol or whatever, the the point streak ends. Okay, but he had points in his last ten games. Right, exactly. That's what it is. Heading into the Calgary game, and I don't think he had an assist on that first goal. Yeah, he so and yeah, he's, he was playing really good hockey, um, and then playing with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, it was just is going to open up so much of the ice for him. Uh, two dynamic skill players, Robert Thomas with his passing and Jordan Cairo with his speed. Uh, Tarasenko is going to be the the third option, you know, in terms of who you're defending at certain points, depending on who has the puck. So it's going to be a big opportunity for him to skate into open space and, and get better looks than maybe he's used to, and I think he's going to take advantage. Um, Hopefully, pot a couple goals. You know, um, I'd, I'd like to see that. Have Rob Tom get a couple assists. That line could do a ton of damage. Um, and I hope Tarasenko can sort of be the uh, the the cherry on top of an already dynamic pair of Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. But Tommy, who's your pick? I was actually going to go with Vladimir Tarasenko, so that's funny that you <laughs> picked him. Um, but I actually, I kind of like, I kind of like this pick better or these picks. Okay. So, I'm picking I'm picking two players, two? but you'll see I'll you'll see That's why. Cheating. No. Wallman percent Make sure you in, make sure you write down Jake that Tommy's cheating. Listen, Jake Wallman hundred percent is my locked on player of the game because I think he's gonna be given an opportunity where the Blues really need help on defense right now. And the pairing of Pareko and Wallman has had success in the past. Obviously, it's been a little dicey this season. Uh, Mikulo did not have a great game last game. I think if they decide to put Jake Wallman in instead of Mikula, he's going to have a great game, take full advantage of the opportunity, and ball out. That being said, if I pick him and he doesn't play, then I'm out of a locked-on player of the game. So Jake Wallman is my number one. If he plays, I'm sticking with him. If okay. he doesn't play, my backup is David Perron because he's absolutely due. Braden Shen has been red hot since coming back from his um, stint on injured reserve. Uh, and they're going to be on the same line now, as well as Brandon Saad, who's been also playing well, driving to the net. Um, that Being that net front presence that the Blues don't really have unless um, Logan Brown is in, is in the lineup, and he's listed as the extra forward. So as much as we love these top two lines of Barbashev, O'Reilly, Buchnevich, Kairou Thomas, Tarasenko, I think – as skilled as the Calgary Flames are, that third line could potentially exploit an area of weakness. And who better to do it than a guy um, 
that's been struggling this season to get to where he personally wants to be offensively. I think this is a great time for him to bounce back against the Calgary Flames after a disappointing performance by the entire team. He's a leader on this team. He's going to set the tone, score the first goal of the game, David Perron. All right. I like that. Uh, We're both going to be watching intently tomorrow night in order to see who's right, uh, who's wrong. And I hope you guys be watching too. And having listened to this podcast that way you can laugh at us or praise us when we're right or wrong uh the only way you can do that is by following us on all of our podcast platforms uh and youtube as well hit that subscribe button on youtube we're growing subscribers pretty rapidly lately uh which is really exciting to see we love doing this youtube stuff it's definitely unlocked a new you know level of our appreciation for this content um you know adding the video element it's been a really good time so make sure you subscribe to us there. Hit that notification bell. That way, whenever we upload a new episode, you'll be the first to know. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Josh Iman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.